This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. We uh, have lots to talk about on today's program. Later on, uh, we'll be finding out about car sharing services. Uh, the big car makers are getting into it, so we'll learn uh, how that all is going to uh, work. And uh, we'll be finding out uh, about Dazen. Uh, this is a uh, streaming service for sports fans, kind of like the, the Netflix of streaming. Well, uh, they're launching a few more platforms that it's available on, so we'll uh, find out what that is all about uh, as well. In studio with me, I've got Graham Williams uh, to help me uh, co-host. Uh, thanks for joining me, Graham. I'm always happy to be here. I want to talk about some of the uh, tech news uh, that is uh, out there. Uh, one interesting one is uh, Walmart Canada is bringing grocery delivery to Metro Vancouver in summer 2018. Honestly, I, this is a great service. I've uh, I've used something like this in the past. And, you know, whether you're looking at Spud or you're looking at something like HelloFresh, uh, personally, I find that I have a whole lot less waste when I'm able to very precisely get what I, exactly what I need for certain meals. Um, so I've used services like this in the past, and I find with throwing out far less food. I mean, you've probably done that in the past, right? You know, you buy a cucumber, you buy some tomatoes. I've got a family of five. The amount of food we waste is astronomical. It's kind of criminal. And it so is. you can actually, like the extra that you pay to have something delivered, you're actually saving in uh, not dealing with the waste. Plus you're also saving the time so you can spend more time with your family or more time doing things that you want to do. I, I don't think grocery shopping is anything anybody sort of sits out there and goes, you know what? I really wish I could go grocery shopping today. So this is a great idea. Also in the news, uh, Uber... The Uber CEO has uh, basically made uh, a statement saying that flying taxis will be a real business in five to 10 years. I think that's exactly on point. I mean, some of the cool things that we saw at the Consumer Electronics Show this year, one, we saw people mover drones. So these were drones that were, you know, strong enough to lift an individual person, um, you know, being able to get that basically into a, you know, box that you get a, a few people in and have these drones fly from place to place. These will be fully autonomous. But the other thing that we saw were uh, some of these incredible sensor packages that put together radar, LIDAR, optical. And so these things can see each other. They can plan flight paths. They can talk to each other. They can stay out of the way of airplanes. But we could be basically be zipping around downtown over top of traffic. Uh, flying taxis, five years, I'd say absolutely. I don't think it'll be in five to 10 years. There's so many things that need to be worked out. Number one, the technology so that um, these things aren't crashing everywhere. <laughs> and then just the laws and regulations. I mean, they can't even get their act together with uh, self-driving cars as far as, uh, you know, oversight uh, and, and laws between different jurisdictions. So I just don't see how that's going to happen. Did, did you say Uber and regulations in the same sentence? <laughs> I, I did. I did. I know that's kind they of... They don't uh, like to follow the rules. Kind of crazy. Okay. I got something weird for mm. you here. Okay. And I like bringing up weird tech things. Uh, there's an adult uh, entertainment site called Cam Soda. Uh, they're releasing a, uh, a vibrator <laughs> called the Rub Grub. Okay. And so uh, this particular device, uh, once you're finished using it and you've achieved the results you want, will order you a large cheese pizza from Domino's. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I, I like that we've progressed from the fact, because I mean, you know, 10 years ago, this probably would have ordered you a pack of cigarettes, but we're into a, a healthier uh, range now where we're ordering pizza. Well done, Rub Grub. I, I approve. So with this vibrator and the accompanying app, you have to set up your user profile, of course, and a credit card number. Uh, but there's a button on this vibrator that once again, you're finished, you hit the button and it automatically sends that cheese pizza request. That would be great. If we get it to basically like start Netflix with your favorite series afterwards, ta-da, done. You're set for the night. <sighs> yeah, I'm still having trouble uh, with uh, that one. 
this is interesting. Uh, we've talked a lot about uh, smart cities and connected technologies. 5G is a new technology coming out that will really connect cities with different types of uh, devices. Uh, Stratford, Ontario is moving forward with a, a smart parking pilot project. This is great because Stratford, Ontario is one of the few places where I've actually received a parking ticket. So tell me more. <laughs> so they're going to be putting sensors on uh, underneath uh, parking spots throughout the city mm-hmm. that the city uh, basically owns and using, uh, you know, the Internet of Things technology and Wi-Fi and whatever else uh, they, they put into it, uh, you will be able to see what parking spaces are available. So you're not going to be driving all over town now looking for that space on an app. You can see if that space is taken or not. You know, it'd be really nice to being able to say, I'm going to be here at this time. I'd like to reserve this spot. And uh, what I'd also love to be able to do is have it charge exactly the amount of time that I park. So instead of having to predict that I'm parking for 30 minutes, I can have it, I can pull up, park. And when I pull away, it bills me for the amount of time that I have. Can I tell you why they don't like that? Because they love getting the extra revenue from Yes, because they get the tickets. Charge me a little bit more. It's fine, you know, and have a sliding scale. Like maybe you've got two hour parking, but if I go into three hours, you charge me, you know, a level up. I would love to know how much cities make from uh, parking tickets. I'm sure they make it an absolute fortune. Any, any, any parking people out there want to chime in on our Facebook page and let us know? Tell us the industry secrets. We want to know. Do you remember that, uh, that holiday plan, uh, Christmas time, $60 for 10 gigabytes that sparked that big war between Rogers, Bell, and uh, TELUS? The one that I spent almost three days on and not getting. Thanks, Rogers. Big fan here. Uh, so analysts are now saying that that will likely not happen again. Which is why we need to nationalize our cell phone network. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you've gone really socialist. Man, <laughs> seven here. and eight figure profits and I'm paying $300 a month. I, you know what? Honestly, I could not be more angry about this. The fact that I missed it. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I will, I will say, you know what? We should nationalize our network. I'll be that angry guy. Ugh. Well, it's interesting. So Shaw with their new Freedom Mobile kind of sparked this uh, with... Uh, a very competitive uh, plan, I think in the $50 range for something similar. Uh, Rogers, uh, just before Christmas there, launched this thing, I guess over a weekend, an mm-hmm. extended weekend, and it went crazy. There were so many people that bought into this. So just the uh, the numbers here, Graham, mm-hmm. uh, Bell apparently won this face-off with 175,000 wireless postpaid subscriber additions. TELUS, 121,000. And Rogers, who started this whole thing, 72,000. Well, so when I called them, you know, cause I, I called after the weekend, I didn't get a chance to get it. And I told them, well, I'm going to move to freedom. They, I got some sass. I got some trash talk. They're like, well, you know, freedom's network's kind of terrible. Yeah. I, I was, I was a little aghast. I was like, you can't, you can't say that. Can you? And he's like, I absolutely can. They didn't care that I was going to go to freedom. Well, so I just find it interesting that Rogers who basically sparked this whole thing, uh, gained the least. And it's because they had a bunch of system issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was um, frustrating for me because I was a Fido customer up until that point and Fido owned by Rogers. They wouldn't let me uh, upgrade to this new plan. Yeah. Well, I had to switch carriers to Rogers, which it's the same company. And well, here's the thing is, I mean, I bought my iPhone 10 outright, so I've actually got the flexibility to move from network to network at this point. I was hanging on to Rogers because of room like home, but they just bumped the prices by 20% and I got the bill for my trip to Mexico uh, and I'm not thrilled with it. So I think right now my allegiance, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like a free agent. Yeah. But where are you going to go? Well, I, I was, they're looking, all the same. Well, yeah, they are all the same. 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna move down to the states. Get T-Mobile. I know. I, I I love that roaming feature. Roam like home. Oh my god, it was so excellent for the U.S. and especially internationally. And we talked about this uh, on a previous show. It's just crappy now. Yes, yeah. it's almost double in some cases. Well, Telus Mobility has it, but you know, I might actually go back to uh, the Rome Mobility Sim. I don't know. I, I'm I'm up in the air here. Rome Mobility, the uh, uh, great company that have uh, roaming sims for the U.S. Yeah, uh, that save you money on data. Well, that texting. was that was the thing. The price on Rome Mobility is so good, but it was the convenience of my room like home that I was like that. But it's actually kind of it swung back in favor of Rome Mobility at this point. So I think that might be what I do when I travel. Uh, one last thing here. Uh, CRA is inviting some Canadians to file taxes with their phones. So uh, people that have a fixed or low income uh, that have, you know, a typical same type of uh, income every year uh, have actually been invited to do their filing over the phone, not through an app or anything, but on the phone. Just call up and... Yeah, and through an automated uh, phone service. Yeah. So, you know, they don't have to fill out any paper forms or do any calculations, uh, but the automated process just kind of walks them through uh, the entire thing. And so this uh, started on uh, February 26th and will run uh, 21 hours a day from 6 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. Uh, seven days a week until April 30th. You know, this is one of those things where I think that's a, that's a great choice. I mean, for the rest of us, maybe they could throw some AI at our tax code and see if they could make that more understandable for human beings. It's far too complex for what it is. What, the tax returns? Yeah. You know what? I mean, I, you got the software and it's still uh, your back and forth I always get someone Windows. professional to do it because I'm scared that I'm going to <laughs> miss out on thousands of dollars. And maybe that's it, you know, and obviously if you are in the tax filing industry, you don't want to hear me saying that we need to actually fix this so that it's easier for normal human beings. I'm sorry for that, but I think we, I, th I think the CRA needs to invest in some time to make the tax code and tax filing more understandable for everyday people. We have a lot to talk about on today's program here on Get Connected. Later on, we'll find out more about car sharing services. GM is getting into the game now. What does that mean for companies like Zipcar and Car2Go? And uh, we'll also be finding out more about uh, Dazen, uh, Netflix for sports fans. Uh, they're uh, appearing on a few new platforms. We'll let you know what those are and what you need to do to get all your favorite football and soccer games streaming. Mike and Graham here on CKNW's Get Connected. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. Still lots of tech to talk. Well, more and more people uh, are cutting the court uh, with their cable subscriptions because there's so many uh, great options out there. We you know, obviously know about uh, Netflix. Uh, BritBox is another great uh, streaming service uh, as well for British TV shows. But for sports fans, uh, there's more and more uh, stuff coming out. Uh, new service uh, that has recently launched uh, over the past few months here in Canada, DAZN, uh, is uh, like the Netflix for sports fans. On the line, we've uh, got uh, Paulo Sanra from DAZN. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank you for having me. So tell our listeners what uh, DAZN is all about. And it's spelled D-A-Z-N. <laughs> yeah, D-A-Z-N and pronounced DAZN. Like you're in the zone, like very, you know, very sporty of us. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of, uh, what kind of sports can people uh, get access to if they have uh, this particular app on, uh, you know, their smart TV or one of their devices? Yeah, for sure. So we're, we're a live streaming sports platform and we have access to uh, some of the some top-notch sports properties, uh, both here nationally uh, in North America and, and globally as well. So, um, yeah, so if you've got anything from your Apple TV, a Chromecast, a smart TV, Android TV, uh, just yesterday we announced uh, that we're finally on, our, on the Roku platform here in Canada. 
uh, mobile tablets, uh, your you know your computer in, in uh, on the major uh, uh, browsers, and then game consoles as well, Xbox, PlayStation uh, Three, PlayStation Four. So I mean, we're, we're we're pretty much on every every connected device that you can think of in Canada. And so, what kind of sports can people actually get uh, through your service? Yeah, so we launched last summer uh, with uh, one of the biggest properties that uh, anybody around the world can get, which is the NFL. Um, and so that was, uh, we just finished our first season, uh, obviously, with the Super Bowl last month. Uh, but we also have some amazing soccer content, uh, Champions League, Europa Cup, um, the th- three of the major leagues, uh, domestic leagues in, in Europe, which is La Liga, Serie A, and Ligue 1, which is the uh, Spanish, Italian, and French League, uh, WTA, uh, WTA Tennis. Uh, 250 series for ATP, which is the men's tennis. And then a couple uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've announced uh, 30 PGA Tours this year, uh, Six Nations Rugby, and that's exclusively ours, and, um, and Snooker, Red Bull, Air Race, and a few other ones to come. So there, there is like a whole whack of options uh, for Canadian sports fans to, to consume on our, uh, on our platform. So uh, yeah, there, there's obviously a lot of games happening. You know, but for example, the NFL—is this all the NFL games, or is it just a, a few ones that they can get? Yeah. So we've got every, every single NFL game uh, is on our platform. Um, so there's no, you know, there's no blackouts or regional uh, or regional issues with that. Uh, we also have Red uh, Red Zone um, as well. So if you, it's a really popular channel that folks can go in and you can uh, just watch, and then you know the NFL Network will. Uh, We'll uh, we'll cut into some of the major sort of games and and and, uh, and plays that are happening live on uh, on Sundays. What kind of resolution uh, are you guys streaming? Is it full HD? Yep, full HD. Very cool. Uh, and what kind of pricing are we talking for for the service? Yeah. Sorry, before I go into before I go into pricing, I should also mention that we have a partnership with B in Sport, uh, which is a linear channel here uh, in Canada and and obviously in other markets around the world. So anything that B in Sport is broadcasting on their channel, we have it on our platform as well, both in English uh, and in um, and in Spanish. So, for example, uh, you know, some of your sports uh, listeners will remember the U.S. losing to, I think it was Trinidad and Tobago in that World Cup uh, soccer game, yeah, uh, and that effectively kicked them out of the World Cup. I was watching that on our platform at my house. So it, there's there's some really great options for uh, for fans in Canada. Uh, yeah, so there's two options here in terms of uh, subscription. So you've got uh, $20 a month or $150 a year. And with either of those options, uh, when you sign up, you get a month free. So effectively, you're paying $150 for, uh, for 13 months of service. And you can, unlike cable subscriptions, you can cancel or pause your subscription at any time. What if, uh, what if I'm traveling outside of Canada? Can I still access it? Yeah, so unfortunately, we, we, we get asked this question a lot, but I mean, as you can probably understand, uh, there, there are, uh, there are, the, lots of money is paid for, for, for these sports broadcast rights all around the world. And so, uh, you know, just like, uh, for example, the TSN. Uh, TSN has the rights to CFL, uh, and in the U.S., uh, ESPN does, right, uh, at least for half the season. So you wouldn't be able to go to Europe and connect to, you know, your TSN app or whatever and to, to watch CFL content. You just can't do that, right? The same thing with NFL. Uh, probably that's probably a better example. You've got different broadcast partners in different markets, and uh, you just you, you can't be. I mean, you know, the internet is, is seamless and it's borderless, but at the same time, you've got to respect the uh, the partnerships and the and the agreements that you uh, that you uphold. So no, you wouldn't be able to watch. Uh, you wouldn't be able to watch our service in other countries unless we are actually active and uh, and functioning in those countries. Uh, 
And uh, and you said you've uh, just launched on uh, the Roku TV platform as well. Uh, I know lots of people have the little Roku uh, smart TV boxes, and a lot of uh, TVs have Roku built into them now as well. Yeah, that's right. So uh, actually, a little a little surprise for you. I just downloaded your uh, channel, uh, Get Connected channel yes. on Roku. I got my Roku device about a couple weeks ago, and then this morning I actually connected. So I'm going to be hanging out with you every single day, I think, for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> it's your, your, your dream come true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm super psyched about it. Uh, no, listen, Roku, uh, we're so excited about the Roku platform uh, and having our channel on there. It's, I know it's the number one streaming platform in the U.S., uh, you know, 15 million active monthly users as of last year, and like billions of, of hours streaming. So this is a big deal for us, um, and, I, and I know that, uh, and I know that uh, it's popular here in Canada as well. And for us, really, it's just, about, it's just about putting fans first, right? It's like it's giving more options for fans to consume sport the way that they want and when they want. And that's exactly what our, what our brand message is, really. It's, um, it, it's giving more options to fans and making sure that um, they can watch sports live, they can watch it on demand. And then for a lot of the platforms, that, sorry, the properties that we have, we also have highlight packs that are in there as well. So if you can't, you know, if you can't watch a full game, you can watch a seven-minute uh, uh, highlight pack that in, you know, that'll show you what happened during that game. So, look, the way, the way that people are consuming sport is, is changing every, by the minute in this country, and we're just happy that we're there to provide, uh, to provide a service in the way that, that fans are actually watching sport nowadays. We're talking with Paulo Senra of DAZN Canada uh, about their uh, sports streaming service, pretty well available on every platform you can imagine, and now including Roku as well. Thanks for joining us, Paulo. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. When we come back from the break, still lots more tech to talk. We'll uh, be chatting about car sharing services, uh, more and more companies getting into it, including General Motors. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. It's Mike Agarbo here in studio today. Still lots more tech to talk uh, later on. Some special underwear to protect your, your little guys. We'll give you more info on that. And... Uh, uh, a special interview with uh, Interact as well about uh, how we're uh, spending online. Want to switch gears now, literally, and uh, talk about car sharing services online. We've got our uh, friend and tech expert, Ted Crostonos. Thanks for joining us, Ted. Always good to be with you, Mike. So uh, you wrote a really great article uh, that I uh, wanted to chat about. Uh, a lot of people are using uh, car sharing services. Uh, in Vancouver here, uh, you know, Zip uh, Car, uh, Car2Go, very, very popular. We also have something called Evo. Uh, but it looks like uh, GM is getting into this whole car sharing uh, service as well uh, and uh, in the Toronto region. They are, yeah. So they launched uh, their service is called Maven. Uh, it's been out in the U.S. in about a dozen or fourteen cities. There are a couple other cities where they are, you know, they're not the presence isn't quite the same. But nonetheless, uh, Toronto is the first uh, foray into Canada. Uh, although they started out in Kitchener, uh, Waterloo, Ontario first, uh, because that's where some of the development is going on. But Toronto is really the first uh, attempt to to, to to do this in Canada and. Uh, it's got a lot of similarities to the services you mentioned, uh, but there are some differences as well. So this is interesting. Why is a major car manufacturer getting into this? I think ultimately automakers know that in the future, and uh, you know, we're talking down the line here. I mean, when we talk about autonomy, uh, and we talk about all the other all the other elements that are ultimately going to change the way car ownership is going to go. I mean, I, I think the, I, the way we grew up where owning a vehicle was a step up uh, in life, I, I don't know that that's going to matter necessarily to future generations. Uh, I, I see more, I mean, ride-sharing kind of indicates that. 
Uh, and car sharing, I think, is indicating that, too. Uh, I mean, if you live in a downtown area or you live in a, in a high-density area where a car is really not that necessary for you every day, you might like a service like this where you can just borrow one or just rent one for the brief time that you need it. That's really what this service is. I mean, it, it does everything that the other guys do, but it adds a little extra in the sense that uh, you get CarPlay, Android Auto in each car. There's unlimited uh, Internet uh, because there's an in-car Wi-Fi hotspot. So if you've got a couple of kids and, you know, they're streaming from tablets in the back seat, you don't have to worry about data. So there, there are a number of things that they've tried to put in to differentiate. For the most part, though, it's very similar, but there are a couple of things that are different, like I mentioned. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I just car ownership is so expensive now; it can get into the thousands of dollars a month. You know, depending how far you're driving, your car payment, insurance, uh, obviously gasoline is you know sky high now uh, as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, that actually work uh, with me don't have cars; they just use the car uh, share services because it's dramatically uh, cheaper. But it sounds exciting. Some of the things that are built into the uh, the GM service you're talking about there unlimited internet access or, you know, like Wi-Fi access uh, in, inside the, the car and the latest uh, in, uh, you know, car dash technology with Apple CarPlay and Android as well. That's right, yeah. And you can cross the border too, by the way. So even if you're going to the U.S., uh, it's not a problem. The services work the same way. Uh, gas and insurance is already covered for you, so they give you, like, a gas card uh, so you can pay for gas when you need it. You don't even necessarily have to bring the car back with a full tank because whoever takes it next can just fill up with the same card. Um, so they, they, you know, and then of course with insurance uh, as well. So you don't, you know, you have to pay extra for that. Uh, Maven is different a little bit from the other guys in that there is no subscription fee. Uh, you're not paying anything up front uh, to join. So joining is free, and there's no monthly subscription model. This is basically, you know, pay as you go. So if you're going to take the car for an hour, uh, you pay starting at nine bucks or fourteen bucks, depending on which vehicle you have. You have forty cars right now uh, operating in the Toronto area. Uh, ranging from like the you know the Chevy Spark, there's even the Chevy Volt, uh, the hybrid car that they have, up to you know uh, a Cadillac. Uh, they have a couple of Cadillacs in there too. So uh, depending on what kind of car you need, they, they they're trying to cover all the bases that way. Talking with uh, Ted Kritsonis, uh tech expert and uh, car tech expert uh, as well. Thanks for joining us, Ted. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thank you. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned here on Get Connected. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. Still uh, lots to talk about on today's uh, program. Don't forget to listen to our sister show uh, every Sunday, The App Show. It's uh, airing on the Chorus Radio Network across Canada uh, from 10 a.m. Vancouver time uh, and across various uh, stations. So check your station listings for that. We talk all about the latest and greatest apps for iPhones, Androids, tablets, smart TVs. You get the picture. Let's uh, talk now about uh, money in the uh, the digital world. A uh, big player there would be Interact. We see their symbol uh, all over our uh, cards uh, and at the stores we go to, but uh, they're big into the e-transfer business uh, as well. And got to check these numbers out. The number of uh, e-transfer transactions in 2017 was worth more than $92 billion. That was over 241 million uh, transactions. On the line to uh, talk about this, uh, we've uh, got our guest. His name is uh, Peter Maoloni. Uh, thanks for joining us, Peter. Thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, so uh, people are using e-transfers a lot, it looks like, in Canada. Is that uh, a big increase over last year? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it represents roughly like uh, 50, 52% uh, year-over-year growth. So yeah, we're super excited about it. 
Before we get into the numbers, uh, explain to our listeners who might not be using uh, Interact e-transfers how it all works and how they do it. Yeah, so uh, Interact e-transfers integrated into 260-plus financial institutions. So basically, if you can do online banking or mobile banking, uh, there's a Interact e-transfer tab in your online mobile banking. And uh, if you want to send money or request money from someone else, all you need is their email address or phone number and uh, the amount that you want to send or the amount that you want to request. Uh, you press commit to that, and uh, we send out a notification to that person, uh, and then they can deposit or uh, fulfill that payment request. How secure is that? I know, I know some people are concerned about the security aspect. How secure is it? Uh, you know, absolutely security. No money, trans, uh, you know, no money travels through the email or the SMS. Uh, it's just a notification that something's happening. Uh, we use bank rate security since you're using your online or mobile banking. So yeah, fairly. You know, we're very confident in the security of uh, of the service. Do you find uh, a lot of Canadians using it? Yes, a lot of Canadians are using it. I think that over three quarters of the adult population that can do online banking has access to the service. We see seven point four million uh, Canadians using it each month, uh, and it's a mix of you know both people and uh, and businesses. You know, we're really proud of the fact that uh, one in six of those transactions now is happening through a, through a business banking uh, client, so it's, it's really good for the service. Are there fees associated with transferring the money? Uh, you know, we're a wholesale payment provider, uh, so, you know, the financial institutions find the value on what they offer up to the customers, so, you know, it varies depending on uh, which financial institution, what... Uh, what, they, what they, uh, they, they communicate down on their banking packages to their customers. And so looking at the numbers uh, here, how many times a day are people uh, using the service? So on a busy day, so you know, on our peak days, well over a million. We're approaching now 2 million transactions a month. So yeah, it's a very popular service. It's, you know, it's got some ebbs and flows in it. So towards the end of the week or paydays, those are the, the higher volume days. But yeah, we routinely see more than two, uh, you know, a million transactions a, a day. So you, you said earlier that uh, the majority of Canadians, adult Canadians, uh, have access to the service. What, what are holding people back from using it, the ones that aren't? I think, you know, there's the awareness. Uh, they don't, you know, necessarily understand, uh, uh, you know, th- this new innovative way, which is, you know, it's been around for about 15 years, but they're still, you know, using checks or cash. And we're obviously looking to be an alternative to che- or a better alternative to checks and cash. We give them, you know, secure, immediate uh, funds delivery, as well as the ability to see into that transaction and, you know, see the history or how many times you've done something. Uh, but yeah, I think most of it has to do with awareness and understanding that it can uh, it can solve a problem that they're currently having. And what what are you seeing as far as uh, mobile uh, uptake uh, on this? I mean, pretty well everyone uh, has a smartphone nowadays. Yeah, I think our our financial institution partners have done a really good job, uh, you know, upgrading those mobile channels so that the the experience on the mobile application is really uh, you know up up front and center, it's easy to understand, and, and, and obviously it's reflected in our service. We see more than 75% of the transactions uh, deposited on the mobile, and we're fairly confident that's probably what it looks like also from, uh, from the initiation of that transaction. So yeah, super positive on the mobile uh, is definitely the channel of you know, the majority of our, our interaction. Are you seeing a lot of competition for uh, e-transfers uh, here in Canada? You know, the entire payment ecosystem is moving rapidly. Uh, there's a there's a huge amount of players. Uh, you know, we've there's always been 
uh, alternatives in market. I think our secret sauce or, you know, what we've done really good is uh, getting that integration into the uh, banking ecosystem, uh, financial institution ecosystem, I should say, because there's also credit unions. Uh, and, you know, they've done a really good job delivering it and understand the value of it. So, yeah, ecosystems moving quickly, you know, the entire technology six months from now will, you know, look new. And uh, I think we're well positioned. Who owns Interact? Uh, Interact is uh, comprised of eight shareholders uh, for independence. Uh, it just just got announced uh, the new Interact Corporation reorganization. So uh, it's a it's a mixed board of financial institutions and independent. And, and how did it start in the beginning? Interact was started as a network for shared cash dispensing in the uh, late 80s so that, you know, if someone had a bank machine and you had a card from an institution that, you know, that wasn't the bank machine, it created the rules, you know, the policies, the rules, regulations, and the technology to allow uh, those two institutions to be able to exchange, uh, you know, that, that, that commitment uh, and then eventually, you know, translated into uh, the point-of-sale world in the 90s and then it just keeps innovating. So, you know, introduced e-transfer into market in 2002, 2003. Uh, and then, you know, contactless, Apple Pay, Google Pay, uh, international remittance transactions. So you could send money over the border uh, and just we keep going, going and going. So like the Apple Pays and the Android Pays of the world, are they competitors or they work in conjunction with you? They are an amazing, you know, set of partners that we, uh, that we actually, you know, it's a very good success story for Canada. You know, one of the first debit card networks to push out Apple Pay and Android Pay uh, and also Samsung Pay. Uh, so, yeah, they're definitely partners of ours, uh, and it's been great to work with them. So you've uh, been doing this for a while. Uh, if you had a crystal ball, what, what, what are you seeing in the future as far as uh, electronic money, digital transfers? Oh, there's so many jokes I could have said there. Like, uh, <laughs> telepathic payments. Uh, you know, honestly, I think it's on those premises that, you know, I think the premises of, you know, e-transfer is a very good, you know, way of looking at the, at the future. You know, I think people are just going to start expecting fast, transparent, secure uh, transactions. Uh, they want to, you know, they don't want to think about the payment transaction. They just want it to happen. And uh, I think that just keeps, you know, just the the, the innovations on that side just, you just keep making major leap forwards on that. So I, I think the more the person doesn't know that they're doing the transaction, uh, the better it is. And the more the digitization of that transaction, the more we open up new avenues for, uh, you know, cost reduction uh, and a bunch of other sort of, you know, uh, things that benefit businesses and customers. So in the future, I can just look at someone and blink and send them 20 bucks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine. <laughs> Well, Peter, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, where can people find out more information about Interact and how this all works? Uh, absolutely. Uh, www.interact.ca would be the best place, uh, or you can hit us up on the social channel, and uh, we have an amazing set of social uh, people that will respond to you. But, yeah, those are the two primary ways of uh, getting in touch with us. Thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. That was all about uh, Interact and their e-Interact uh, and their uh, e-transfer uh, system. Uh, when we come back from the break, still more tech to talk. We will uh, be checking out uh, some technology to uh, uh, protect your 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 guys, your little guys, uh, especially for the the gentlemen out there that are carrying cell phones in their pockets that might be concerned about that. So stay tuned. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back shortly after this going to love this next segment uh, if you're uh, a man and worried about uh, carrying a cell phone around in your pocket all the time and what that might do to your uh, your sperm count. Well, we've got a solution for you. On the line, we have uh, our good friend Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup. 
Rose, uh, I know a lot of guys concerned about uh, their family jewels and uh, the little guys in there. There is some underwear to help protect them now. That's right. I didn't really know much about this before, but in writing about the Spartan Briefs, I found out a, a lot of men are worried about their cell phones affecting their sperm counts. So that's where these, as I said, Spartan Briefs come in. That's the brand name Spartan. And um, so what they do is people are concerned that when you put your phone in your pocket, it's really close to the family jewels and it's sending and receiving over the airwaves and that is causing a lower sperm count. So these briefs are meant to act as kind of a Faraday cage for your privates. And they're supposed to feel completely normal, but they just have interwoven silver fibers that are supposedly supposed to protect you and they cost $45. $45? (laughs) That's a lot of money for a pair of underwear. It certainly is, and the truth is there's not really any scientific consensus yet on whether not only will the underwear work, but whether um, phones are really lowering sperm counts. So we've seen some studies. I went and researched afterwards. We saw some studies suggesting there's a correlation, but a lot of those studies are from uh, not well-known journals, and they're generally debated by peers. So... Uh, it's still up in the air. Although the California Department of Health has said that though the science is still evolving, it's probably better to not keep your phone in the pocket. <laughs> but but again, as we said, like we're not even sure that these briefs will really uh, solve the issue, and they are forty five bucks, and you have to ship them in from France. So is it a good buy? You know, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't go for it. <laughs> We're talking with Rose Bahar, our resident underwear expert. I saw these down uh, at the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, believe it or not. Uh, one of the nights, uh, they had a bunch of these guys running around in these underwear, and I thought, what the hell is this? Uh, but then they explained to me they were protecting themselves from evil cell phone radiation. It's all science. It's all for science. It's all for health. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll get uh, some updates from you in the coming months <laughs> after you do some more research on this. Yes, exactly. I mean, it really is. It's funny, but it is evolving as a field. This is something that people are concerned about is Wi-Fi and cellular radi- radiation. So, you know, we're going to continue to to check in on on what the truth is about that. And who knows, maybe these Spartan briefs are the things to get. So we'll see. That was Rose Bahar from MobileSyrup.com. Fantastic website for all your mobile news, tips, and tricks uh, needs. Thanks for joining us, Rose. Thanks very much. Well, that looks like uh, most of the time we have left. Don't forget to visit our website, GetConnectedMedia.com. Uh, links right to our Facebook page. You can interact with us uh, there if you uh, have any ideas uh, for shows that you'd like to see. We'd love to hear from you. We also have lots of our videos up there as well, all sorts of tech tips and tricks and the latest uh, product uh, reviews and uh, overviews. And if you want to win stuff, we've always got great contests going. Uh, this week, we're giving away a Dell convertible laptop. It is amazing, and you need to enter. Uh, it's not like millions of people enter. It's just thousands. So the odds are pretty good. And again, uh, giving away a Dell laptop on getconnectedmedia.com. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every Sunday here on CKW 980. It's Sundays at 10 a.m. It also goes across the Chorus Radio Network, so on a number of other stations uh, as well, and it is fantastic. If you've got a smartphone, a tablet, a smart TV, this is the show you need to be listening to because we're covering all the latest and greatest apps, 
the crazy apps uh, as well. And we also give a lot of tips, Facebook tips uh, and tips for iPhone and Android uh, phone users uh, as well. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Full hour of all the best apps uh, that are out there. Looks like uh, my time is up. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today and all the folks that helped put Get Connected uh, together as well. And don't forget to uh, check me out on uh, the Global Morning News uh, coming up this Monday, showing off some really cool Fuji Instant Cameras that spit out pictures once you take them. This is Mike Agarbo for Get Connected. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.